Harry, I'm laid horrible nightmare visions. It's called life, Dib. Sit down. Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. <laughs> and I'm Kevin. <laughs> and this is episode 84. Mm-hmm. We're talking Invader Zim, Halloween Spooktacular of Spooky Doom. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> One more time. Halloween Spooktacular of Spooky Doom. Oh. I don't know if I knew the spooktacular part was in there. I'm pretty sure I didn't just make that up. <laughs> I believe you. You did a really nice job saying that twice in a row. Yeah. One more time? No. Uh, yeah. Our first Invader Zim episode. Yeah. Um, I know you've been a big fan for a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can actually... I, I remember the exact moment I watched my first Invader Zim episode. Oh. It was last night. Nice. <laughs> I've, never, I've never seen this show before. Well, that'll give us a very fresh perspective. Yeah. So, because Andrew, you've... You're familiar with it. Yeah, yeah. You feel comfortable with it. Um, you're a first timer, and I'm yeah. like somewhere in between. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I remember watching it, but never getting attached to it. So it was really interesting. It's an interesting show to yeah. go back and check out. Um, and of course, there's a Zim movie, yeah, coming in the works. Um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, but Kevin, you've you've been you've joined us a lot on the podcast, but you were here last Podtober on Adam's Family vs. Munsters, a, mm-hmm. a legendary episode, okay. I would say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some of my best work. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it's Halloween. It is Halloween season. Yeah, sure is. <laughs> well, Kevin, we know you have uh, some young kids who are just experiencing Halloween. Um, what? Uh, what's the deal? Well, uh, it's really exciting that I get to walk around and not have to uh. like interact with all the people coming to my door. So that's really great. Um, and then. Yeah, we but you have to go to other people's doors. Uh, I, I stand by the end of the driveway and uh-huh. make my kids walk up themselves. You know, they gotta they gotta gain those, those social skills. <laughs> they walk up the drive and you go you get on your Nintendo Switch. <laughs> that, that's exactly right. <laughs> and they bring back all the candy, which of course they're too young to eat it, right. so I get to enjoy it all. So that it's a, a it's a win win. Yeah. Uh, now, are they picking their own costumes, or are you picking them for them? Um, well. Uh, the, my oldest one, she she picks her costumes, um, and then you know I have a two year old, so I'm, I think I'm just gonna dress him up as uh, Charlie Brown because he's oh. got a, a big old head. And <laughs> got what? that got that shirt from Cedar Point this year. So one day he's gonna listen to this and be like, I hate you, Dad. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's yeah, it's a different perspective, certainly. Uh... We ask usually people about their own Halloween experience, but it's got to be kind of a different perspective yeah. of bringing kids to the door. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of different every year, too. You know, it, uh, it kind of evolves. Uh, kids become yeah. more aware of what's going on, and that's, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. cool. Uh, well, Invader Zim, this episode, uh, Halloween spe- Spooktacular or Spooky Doom, is that right? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it airs on October 26, 2001. That's a Friday. Uh, I think that would make it... It's close to our latest show. I'm not sure if it is or isn't. Yeah, I thought this was a 90s Nickelodeon podcast. Well, <laughs> we make a special exception as Zim kind of, uh, I still think, encapsulates that yeah, feeling. Yeah, um, And, uh, yeah, we like it. So, uh, <laughs> It's, um, Lord, finding the episode number for this sh- episode was maybe you can help me andrew i know it's season one 
Yeah, I finally landed on 14. Okay, I saw uh, that one, but I saw a few others. Yeah, all these Nickelodeon shows are all over the place, kind of. so poorly uh, recorded? Like, <laughs> I even was, like, trying to look it up on IMDb, and they have, they have like, weird categories. They don't, they have, like, season one, season two, unknown, and then they have 2001, 2002, so they just have it grouped in so many different ways. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, it's season one, it's, uh... A couple days before Halloween airs, it's a Friday night, which I think this is a good Friday night show. Oh, yeah. Like that's watching a, this, I'm like, yeah, this would be a good. That's like prime Halloween episode timing. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so let's take a look at October of 2001. Um, so this would have been just about a month and a half after the 9-11 attacks. So uh-huh. one of the first things here was that NATO uh, makes the announcement that they're going to back any U.S. military strike following the attacks of September mm-hmm. 11th. Um, yeah, uh, the show Scrubs, starring Zach Braff, uh, premieres on NBC that oh, month. Boy. Any Scrubs fans? I'm I'm a big Scrubs. I fan. thought you were. <laughs> yeah, I, I have some memories of sitting in one of your old apartments watching like, yeah, this, Scrubs. That's probable. Huh? <laughs> any, any cheesy sitcoms in my way? Did you like it? Uh, it didn't bother me, but I never went out of my way to watch it. So, so that's why you never came back to that. <laughs> I was there for the cats. <laughs> uh, the Siberia Airlines flight 1812 uh, crashes into the Black Sea after being struck by an errant Ukrainian S-200 missile. Uh, so 78 people are killed. That just seems Jeez. impossible. Like, yeah. an airplane accidentally struck by a missile? That's... <laughs> And air, missiles are just flying around up <laughs> there. Right. I don't get it. Uh, Barry Bonds hits his 71st and 72nd home run that uh, month, oh, breaking great. breaking Mark McGuire's MLB single season record. Two guys who are now known to have been steroid users. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys remember this. I remember it pretty well. After 9-11, there was um, this like scare in the U.S. It was called the 2001 Anthrax Attacks, Yeah, uh, yeah where people yeah. were getting anthrax in the mail. Yeah. So that did, the did first they, people actually got it. Yes, yeah, and, and people died. Yeah. Uh-huh. So um, the first victim, Robert Stevens, uh, he received the package and he died that month uh, uh-huh. from the attack. They have I don't know the name of the guy, but they uh, they believe they had caught the guy. I think in like two thousand six or seven, and they were holding him for trial, but he uh, committed suicide. So uh-huh. uh, not, uh-huh. obviously we don't know for sure, but. Um, the U.S. invasion of Afghanistan starts that month with an air assault and covert operations on the ground. Um, so there's that again, kind of as a result of 9-11. Uh, I just wrote the word Smallville, so I guess Smallville started that month. <laughs> uh, any Smallville fans? Uh-huh. It's okay, I guess. Never really saw it. Yeah, me either. Uh, U.S. President George W. Bush announces the establishment of the Office of Homeland Security. So it's the newest department in the U.S. government, um, and again, as a result of what had happened just prior. Uh, United We Stand was a benefit concert for September 11th uh, for the terrorist attack victims, and it was held at RFK Stadium in Washington, D.C., and it was headlined by Michael Jackson, Aerosmith, Mariah Carey, and the Backstreet Boys, and they raised funds, uh, but it was a huge concert. Well, that sounds like a 90s podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Michael Jackson, Aerosmith, 
sound like a 80s 70s well, back yeah, right. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. yeah but the backstreet boys for sure yeah right carrie uh the show on espn pardon the interruption premieres that month uh which is for sports fans a pretty popular show uh kind of a talking heads debate topics for mm. two minutes at a time you watch that kind of I, I haven't no uh, Apple releases the first iPod uh, in October of 2001, which is a, I feel like that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, changes the way. Yeah, that changed definitely, music. Yes, totally. Yeah, nobody. Do you, do you still have a CD, portable CD player? No, maybe like, you know, some. <laughs> Under a pile. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't, I, that'd be kind of cool to still have, but I, I do yeah, I love don't. that though, still. Yeah. I mean, just having all that available right there yeah my uh, my wife found her portable cd player i think it was a disc man and inside she had a burnt cd that said uh pumped up mix <laughs> <laughs> you know what was on it i i don't know I, i've never heard it in my life before it was, it was awful well i hope it did the trick <laughs> i think it did um windows xp becomes available for the first time mm-hmm. uh, in october of 2001 it's one of the most stable operating systems if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> you seem pretty sure. <laughs> uh, uh, of those horrible Windows iterations. Oh, yeah. Okay. The United States passes the U.S. Patriot Act into law, which has been one of the most controversial laws over the last few decades, uh, allowing the government access, particularly in the case of trying to track down uh, terrorists, but obviously allows mm-hmm. them access to phone records, emails, things like that. Uh, and then finally, a show that I don't know. I, see, I don't. I'm not good on this. I think you're a bigger fan than I am. Uh, Degrassi: The Next Generation premieres October 2001. But oh, yeah, I don't know. But... Is that the one with Drake? Yes. Okay. That's okay. like the 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 one we like. Would... There was a really old Degrassi okay. before, like kind of before our time. But then that was the one that was like up up. Okay. <laughs> and it was pretty good. Yeah, okay. So I'm familiar with that yeah. one. Uh, that that premieres that month. Uh, th- those that know me would be pretty surprised to find out that I'm not the Degrassi expert in this group. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I've never watched Degrassi. Oh, really? Yeah. That does actually yeah. surprise me. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, music that month uh, for Two Weeks Fallen by Alicia Keys. Pretty popular song. Um... I'm Real Murder Remix by Jennifer Lopez and Ja Rule. <laughs> Don't know that one. Uh, but those are the number one songs that month. Also released, uh, Garbage releases an album that month. Death Cab for Cutie uh, it might be their first album. Uh, one of their first albums released that month. Brand New, Fugazi, uh, Lit, oh yeah, Thursday, <laughs> Bush, Incubus, DMX, The Cranberries, Enrique Iglesias, Michael Jackson, and Lenny Kravitz all release albums that month. Also, maybe the most notable uh, album release that month, the first CD in the Kids Bop series is released that month, uh, consisting of top 40 hits sung by children. (laughs) I remember that one. I believe I had it, uh, and I believe Brett stole it. (laughs) Um, So maybe he has that somewhere. So that's music of October 2001. Movies for two weeks. Training Day. Uh, pretty, right. pretty standard classic movie. Uh, for one week from Hell hmm. with Johnny Depp. Yeah. Uh, that's about the um, Jack the Ripper murders. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then for one week. 
K-Pax. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the produce alone was worth the trip. You better believe it. <laughs> Boy, when K-Pax came out, we had a field day with it. <laughs> um, so, have you seen all of those? Any of those? Uh, I've only seen K-Pax. Okay. I think I've only seen Training Day. Really? Yeah. Wow, okay. I've seen all three. Um... Yes, K-Pax. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they're all extremely different mood uh, yeah. type. <laughs> like, K-Pax is the most, like, any mood. From hell, you'd have to be in a real, like, kind of, like, I want to watch something dark and sad, kind of. And then Training yeah, training Day is good. It's just not really. It's a not an upper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so K-Pax seems like an easy one. Also released that month, Donnie Darko, oh. uh, which is kind of becoming a cult movie. Joyride, which I never saw. Uh, it's a horror movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Familiar with Is that it? about a car just running people down? or It's like a trucker. Oh, like they're out in the middle right. of nowhere, whatever. A trucker's coming after them. Yes. It's Paul Walker and Steve Zahn. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Man, I miss Steve Zahn. He needs to be in everything. He's good. <laughs> uh, Serendipity comes out. Uh, Corky mm. Romano comes oh, out that no month. <laughs> Perfect. Speaking of someone who needs to be more stuff, Chris Kattan. Uh, <laughs> let's get let's get a petition going for the, Steve Zahn or uh, Steve Zahn. Uh, Chris Kattan. Chris Kattan. Comeback. Yeah. Uh, Riding in cars with boys comes out that month, and, and Thirteen Ghosts. Oh, Thirteen Ghosts is pretty good. I haven't seen it. Uh, so that's movies, and then finally, uh, Kevin, I'm guessing you can check me on this. Sure. Uh, it seems like a big month for Game Boy Advanced. Um, so yeah. <laughs> some games I have here is Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase. Uh-huh. Uh, not for Game Boy Advance. Grand Theft Auto 3. <laughs> uh, Doom for the Game Boy Advance. Uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Mm. Uh, I have Civilization 3, mm-hmm. uh, Monsters, Inc. Scream Team, which I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also have Mega Man Battle Network. Yep. Uh, more, Kevin? Uh, well, I'm surprised you passed this one up because it's kind of Nickelodeon related. Uh, the Wild Thornberries, Chimp uh, Chase. Oh. <laughs> um, I also had Chimp Castlevania Chase. Chronicles on PS1, mm. uh, Devil May Cry. Um, mm. on PS2, which is kind of a big thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Crash Bandicoot, Wrath of Cortex, uh, which was going to be on PS2, Xbox, and a whole bunch of things, I think. Gotcha. Um, also, recently, there was a Nickelodeon Kart Racers released on oh. current consoles. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Have you played that? Um, yeah, I played it a little bit. It just came out a couple days ago. What, mm. what are some of the characters in that? Like, uh, um, they've got like, Hey Arnold, uh, SpongeBob, uh, Teenage Rugrats? Mutant Ninja Turtles. Are Rugrats? Uh, yeah, Rugrats okay. are in there, too. Doug? Um, no. Rocco? Um, I, I haven't played it that much. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> <laughs> What's the... Uh, is it, like, as good as Mario Kart? That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, the answer to that is always going to be no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I guess>. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, that's a little bit about that month, but we're, we're here to talk about some Zim. Shall we... Because this is, a, a, I'm guessing, yeah. going to be a chaotic... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all over the place. Maybe the most complex episode review we've encountered so far yeah good luck well um (laughs) we get a brief halloween opening sequence i don't know if you guys are familiar with the regular opening sequence but certainly uh, am not slightly (laughs) different with it ends with zim and gur trick-or-treating and being eaten by a monster Mm. um 
But the episode really starts in the classroom, where a little girl in a pink tutu is explaining why she dressed as a fairy princess for Halloween. Miss Bitters has a flashback in which she is a fairy princess that gets caught in a bug zapper, and she tells the kids Halloween is just a shamelessly commercial ploy to turn children into candy-starved zombies. Halloween! Now it's just a shamelessly commercial ploy to turn children into candy-starved zombies! Uh, that dream sequence is weird. I mean, it's a kind of reoccurs in Zim sometimes, yeah. but... Um, I like Miss Bitters, though. Yeah, I like her, I too. think she's a useful character. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Zim notices that Dib isn't in class today, and he starts freaking out. What is it now, Zim? The Dib! He's missing! They've taken him and drained him of his sweet, sweet blood candies. Who's taking him? The candy zombies! A few moments later, is, Dib... Real quick. Yeah, yeah. Is uh, Zim freaking out? And jog my memory here. Like, how normal is it for... Because He's always it, kind of freaking okay. out about, like, r- human stuff happening. Okay. And he doesn't understand it. Yeah. So okay. Right. It. Yeah. Um, so a few moments later, Dib shows up acting erratic. And Zim is convinced <laughs> that Dib is one of the zombies Miss Bitters mentioned. Misunderstanding kind yeah. of what she was talking about. <laughs> um, so Zim warns the class about Dib, and the kids start to discuss whether Dib or Zim is acting crazier. In a really confusing moment. Yeah. Like, probably the most confusing moment of this episode. I watched it, like, five times trying to understand what they were going for there. Yeah. Um, uh, what did you come out? What did you I, decide? <laughs> I think they were. it was purposely, like, confusing, maybe. Uh, okay. Like, the way that they're, like, talking about Dib and Zim at the same time just like you're never sure which one they're really talk referring to that is kind of how i read it too that it was just a kind of a supposed to be all over um so at his desk dib disappears and reappears screaming (laughs) and the kids miss this happening and they ask miss bitters to use one of their crazy cards to send him to the crazy house for (laughs) boys yes zita well, I think Dib's even crazier than normal today. Can we use one of our crazy cards to send him to the crazy house for boys? Each class only gets three crazy cards a month. Are you sure you want to use one? <laughs> yeah. I like this idea of the crazy <laughs> cards. Miss Bitters attaches the crazy collar to Dib, and the white coats bust through the door and take him away. Yeah. Zim runs home to defend his base from Halloween madness, <laughs> as he says. And Dib gets thrown in a padded van. Dib disappears again and finds himself in a dark nightmare reality in which monsters are now driving the van, and they mention that someone in their world is waiting for a person with a flashing neck, which is the crazy collar. Yeah, that yeah they put it around his neck. Yeah. Um, they want his head, right? Like that's uh, what it kind of boils down to. They want Dib's yeah, head. Yeah, they think they can get out through his head right. into the real world. They can world. open it up. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Come out in the real world. <laughs> real quick, these flashbacks. Uh, so, well, not flashbacks. Uh, Dib kind of keeps cutting between reality and then this yeah. nightmarish thing going yeah. on in his head. Uh, really reminded me a lot of Stranger Things. Um, uh, oh like, yeah. There was yeah. like, it would like kind of like have the vines type thing and yeah uh even some of the creatures kind of look like the creature from stranger things uh or from the second season i guess i should say um so i don't know i don't know if it was an influence but as i was watching like boy this is tonally exactly like stranger things absolutely (laughs) so dib reappears screaming in the regular world (laughs) confirming his insanity to the white coats who are driving him around (laughs) back at zim's house zim is trying to get 
Gurr to help him protect the house, but Gurr is too busy playing with his remote control octopus and cooking taquitos to listen to what <laughs> Zim has to say. <laughs> At the crazy house for boys, a team of scientists is interrogating Dib about his reality jumps, as yeah. he calls them. Now, Dib, tell us about these reality jumps, as you call them. It started last night. I was in Dad's lab making some modifications to his dimensional scope, hoping to peek into spooky alternate realities. Also, with Halloween coming up, I wanted some cool costume ideas. See, I have this theory that some paranormal phenomena might be the result of collisions between our world and these other dimensions. I tripled the output, which was a little stupid, but I still didn't really see much. All I got was a brief flash of something, but that's it. I thought it was just a malfunction, but since then, the flashes keep coming, even without the machine. Getting longer each time. Yeah, so he's he played around with some technology he wasn't supposed to. Yeah, it's not. like almost like a virtual reality uh, head goggles or something. Right. Um. So the scientists decide that Dib is insane and will have to be confined to the crazy house for boys for the rest of his life. Yes, yes, trapped in a horrible nightmare world. Very nice. Look, we've decided that you're insane. You'll be confined here for a period no shorter than the rest of your life. Enjoy your stay. Bye-bye. No! You don't understand! They throw him in a cell, and he experiences another reality jump and ends up in an alien prison full of monsters. Yeah. I love this world with the monsters. Yeah. It's really, really striking. Uh, A shadowy creature tells Dib that a prophecy predicted that the boy with the flashing neck would come and would be the key to freedom. And stuff. (laughs) For him, you're the one! The one what? I'm not the one! You're telling me the prophecy is wrong? The boy with the flashing neck will come. He will be the key to freedom and stuff. Was that Nostradamus? I read it on the bathroom wall. I gotta get out of this place. Then you'll have to escape your own head. <laughs> the creature tells Dib that they are inside his head and that all the monsters want out through him. Dib jumps back to the real world and takes off for Zim's house as the only one who might be able to help him. Meanwhile... Zim has boarded up his windows and is being overwhelmed by ravenous trick-or-treaters. Which I, I love that scene of these little kids coming after him and uh, yeah. sticking their hands through the windows. Like, yeah, like uh, like an old-school horror movie. Or yeah, something. like yeah. Uh, Night of the Living yeah, Dead. Yeah, Night of the Living Dead, yeah. right, yeah. Um, real quick, so again, as our resident Invader Zim yeah. expert, how often do Dib, Dib and Zim kind of like have this... They have an ongoing... Um, like battle between each other like dib is try- always trying to uh out zim as a alien yeah and zim is trying to stop dib basically but meanwhile no one else is really even like paying attention to what they're doing <laughs> um so dib gets to zim's house and asks him for help stopping the reality jumps but zim refuses help you come to me your greatest most amazing enemy your future slave master and you ask for help you're the only other person with the technology to... Hang on with you! I have had enough of your nonsense from your smelly mouth filled with... Corn! I haven't been eating corn. Liar! As Zim is trying to shove Dib through the window, <laughs> Dib jumps again, and this time takes Zim with him. Yeah. So both inside Dib's head, Dib and Zim run from monsters that Zim calls the Halloweenies. Yeah. <laughs> and they end up you, on a Pete and Pete reference, or are you just think, uh, uh, maybe a uh, coincidence? <laughs> Could be. Yeah, I like to think it is. Um, <laughs> and they end up on the dark streets of Dib's mind. Where are we? Some kind of alternate universe. It's based on my imagination somehow. And you brought me here, you sick and troublesome human. Hey, 
The only way back home is through my head. Anything happens to me and you're stuck here forever. Because you! Wait, I can still do stuff to your legs, right? I guess, but... Wait! No! Curse you! Forced to work together, they head to the nightmare version of Dib's house. But on the way, Dib switches the crazy collar over onto Zim and lets the monsters capture him. I'll get you, Dib! You stinking human! The monsters bring Zim to school, spelled with a K as the dark version yeah. of it, I guess. <laughs> I like that, yeah. <laughs> Where an even more evil version of Miss Bitters tells them they got the wrong kid, and yeah. as punishment, she sends one of the monsters, Hummelfish, to the realm of eternal screaming and restlessness. This is, I think, the best sequence in the episode. Uh, this they bring Zim, evil Miss Bitters says wrong person, and then this like gigantic furnace opens up. Yeah, and she says you have to walk in for screwing up, and they all like. <laughs> It, there's this really sad orchestral score as the person or the monster just walks in and is kind of looking back like, bye guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Into the fire. He puts on his little uh, yeah, hat. They always put on their hat before yeah. they walk in the fire. And yeah. this happens a couple times. Yeah, yeah that uh, was definitely my favorite like recurring yeah. sequence for sure. <laughs> it was very, uh, yeah, very funny. We brought him for you. He is net flashes and everything. This isn't mine. That miserable tip. He's silent. This is the wrong one! You failed me! You will be condemned to the realm of eternal screaming and... Oh, restlessness! But I don't really want to go there! You'll just have to accept it! Here's your ticket! Well, see you guys! So Nightmare Bitters decides that she can still use Zim as bait to trap Dib, but Dib tells the monsters that they can keep Zim. As another monster, Yoke, is sent into the realm of eternal screaming and restlessness for failing to catch Dib, Zim escapes. Meanwhile, back in the real world, Gur is attacking the trick-or-treaters and stealing all their candy. When Dib reaches his Nightmare house, he is captured by Nightmare versions of his dad and sister. Forced to help Dib in order to escape the nightmare reality, Zim goes into Dib's basement and finds the dimensional scope. <laughs> the monsters begin to open the portal in Dib's head, but before it gets big enough for them to fit through, Zim crashes through the wall in a robot suit and saves him. <laughs> and this might be a good time for a 90s uh, sure. Halloween commercial break. Look out, because this Halloween, Toys R Us is your Halloween headquarters. <laughs> You'll find every trick or treat under the moon. A monstrous selection of costumes and a dungeon full of decorations. At prices so low, you'll howl. So this Halloween, bring the entire family to Toys R Us for a Halloween selection so huge. It's scary. <laughs> Wanna go psycho with me, Elvira, here at the Bates Motel? Look for me wherever they sell mug root beer. And enter the Go Psycho with Elvira contest. You can be my guest at Universal Studios in Hollywood for a monstrous bash at the Bates Motel. Shower, anyone? <laughs> this Halloween goes psycho. All right, and we're back. Um, I think we needed a deep <laughs> breath. So let's like kind of debrief yeah, for a yeah, second. Yeah. Uh, 
Zim suspects something's going on with Dib. There is something going on with Dib, right? Yes, There's Dib these... has <laughs> opened this like weird portal into another into his mind yes. through this invention of his father's. Right. And now they're both stuck inside his head. And the monsters in his head want out through his yes. head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the easiest way I think to break it down. Yeah. And so right now they're stuck in this world with the monsters not trying to keep them out. <laughs> trying to keep them from coming out of Dib's head. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, I'm really glad you, you're doing this whole sum- summary here because um, the episode is just so chaotic. I, I had no idea what was going on the whole time. So this is this is really helpful for me. Kevin's learning a lot. <laughs> yes, I am. I mean, I know I just watched this 12 hours ago, but I don't feel like you're describing the same thing I watched. <laughs> how, well, I'm interested. How, how were you reading what was happening? Um, like, what was your... Is there anything we've said so far where you're like, oh, I thought... Oh, no. I mean, you know, now everything you've said, it makes sense. Like, okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. But um, it was just... It was, just, it was all <laughs> over the place. It was pretty nuts. Yeah. Um, so now Zim has gotten the uh, dimensional scope from Dib's nightmare basement, and the monsters are chasing after them um, after they've escaped from their grasp. Yeah. Um, oh, can I throw in real fast here? The, yeah. the the reoccurring joke in the episode is how big Dib's head is. Yes. And him yes. being really self-conscious and being like, it's not that big. Yeah. <laughs> and this happens a lot uh, throughout the series. Yeah. Like they mentioned Dib's big head. Yeah. But it really comes into play here, right? Because they think his head is big yes. enough to escape a reality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, so Zim uses the dimensional scope to widen the portal that's already been partially opened in Dib's forehead. And they both and Zim escapes back into the real world, where he finds a bloated Gur surrounded by injured and groaning trick or treaters. Not just bloated; he's uh, yeah, like he's... building size yeah, yeah. <laughs> on a top of pile, like a pile of garbage, or like candy wrappers, oh, I guess. Candy. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and all the kids are around him, just like scattered on the yeah. street. Yeah. Um, so as Nightmare Bitters closes in on Dib, he contorts his legs up into the hole in his own head and comes out into the real world. This is a cool shot. Uh, <laughs> where, where Dib initially comes out? Or where the, um, where, this is where Bitters? This is Dib, Dib coming out of his head. Himself. Yeah. Where yeah. he inverts. Yes. Right, so he looks like a brain, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> He's like inside out, kind of like inside yeah. out boy. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so Dib cheers that they made it out alive. <laughs> And he starts licking on a celebratory lollipop. (laughs) But before the hole closes up entirely, Nightmare Bitter starts to climb through. Like has spider, kind of like big tarantula spider legs kind of coming out through his forehead. It's cool looking. Um, But as she lays eyes on Gurr and the horrifying trick-or-treaters, she's so sickened that she retreats back into Dick's head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! Oh 
I'll, uh, see you guys at school. With Zim, Gur, and the rest of the kids incapacitated, Dib runs off, but he briefly turns back to grab his lollipop. And that's where the episode ends. Yeah. Whew. So. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, all, all ends well. Yeah. Um, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's I kind of a mess in the <laughs> yeah. neighborhood. The, the kids, kids are all the messed The kids up. are pretty much, uh, yeah, like, uh, someone, doesn't make someone make a comment that, like, who is it? Someone that says they'll like be helpful once their spine or their bones reattach or something. Oh, uh, was that Zim? That's Zim. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. Like he flew out of the portal and like smashed into the fence or whatever. Yeah, messed um, himself up. Yeah, it's a very interesting episode. But yeah. Uh, how how uh, compared to other Zim episodes, how busy is this episode comparatively? Um, this is a lot more complicated, but most of them, I believe, are half, you know, oh, yeah, half length. Yeah. yeah. So okay. this got a lot more intense. Zanier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. Some of the other ones are like, some of the other storylines, I mean, are um, just a little simpler overall. Like one main thing happening, Zim freaking out about something and then getting to the end of the episode. But Gotcha. Okay. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about the bios and trivia. Hi, this is bios, trivia, ratings, and stray observations. Uh, I took a look at a couple people here. Miss Bitters, for one. Ah, yes. Uh, She was voiced by Lucille Bliss, who passed away in 2012. Mm -hmm. But she did a lot of character work, including in Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland. Ah, the Smurfs and like the original, the yeah, original the, movies, the originals. Wow, yeah, wow, that's like a, it's really impressive. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a good, it's a good resume. Um, I also took a look at the voice of Brian, the kid in the bunny costume, and also the voice of Yoke, mm-hmm. the second monster that gets sent oh, to the yeah. fire. Um, and they were voiced by. I believe you pronounce his name Yonan Vasquez. Uh, he's the creator yeah. of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he also created Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, um, and he's been involved with Very Important House. That was a, a um, pilot that he created but didn't get picked up. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it wasn't all that important. <laughs> and and he is involved in the uh, upcoming movie Enter the Florpus. Cool. So that's cool. Um, as always, I took a look at the director and writer. Uh, the director of this episode is Steve Russell. Uh, he directed four episodes of the TV series Jumanji. I didn't even realize there was a uh, Jumanji animated series. but Actually, I did catch that occasionally on Saturday mornings, and it mm-hmm. was pretty good. Oh, I also caught it occasionally oh. on Saturday mornings, but did not find that it was pretty oh. good. Well, I- <laughs> Okay. And I didn't see it it at all. (laughs) Again, we split the difference. Uh, He also directed two episodes of Duckman. He directed two episodes of Rocket Power. He directed eight Wild Thornberries, two Rugrats, uh, three God, the Devil, and Bob, and Mm. 27 episodes of Invader Zim. Wow. So uh, he seemed maybe... uh, I mean, there's more episodes of Invader Zim than I guess I originally thought when I was looking at it, but uh, 27 still. Yeah. Uh, this episode was written by Rob Hummel, uh, and he wrote 16 episodes of Zim. Uh, he wrote an episode of Legion of Superheroes, 
Uh, he wrote two, I Got a Rocket, which I don't know what that is, hmm. and then one episode of the new Tom and Jerry show. But there wasn't. he did not have a big resume Damn. outside of uh, Zim. Um, so that's a little bit about uh, the writer and director. Do you have any trivia? I just got one thing. Uh, this episode was animated by Sun Woo Entertainment, hmm. who also animated episodes of Rocco's Modern Life, as told by Ginger, Fairly Odd Parents, Duckman, and The Simpsons. I sh- we, we should know, uh, well, just to say that I think this is a really beautifully animated yes, show. It's definitely. pretty much eye candy. <laughs> yeah, love how this looks. Um, yeah, I don't know. Did you like it? Was it uh, yeah. your style? Or? Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. Um, something weird that I noticed about the animation, um, and maybe it's just because it's the first time I saw it, but it seemed like, depending on the angle, like almost every character had like a Harry Potter-looking scar in the middle of their <laughs> forehead, which was really weird. At first, I thought if someone was just like wearing a Harry Potter costume because it was Halloween, Yeah. but uh, I don't know. It's just kind of <laughs> weird that it was like every character. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I have a bunch of trivia here. Um, it says, During one scene, Willie is dressed as Captain Underpants from Dave Pilkey's famous book of the same name. And uh, I just bring it up because I mentioned Dave Pilkey on our year in review 1993. Uh, he wrote the book Dogzilla as well, uh. <laughs> which was one of my favorites. But um, what, yeah. uh, what does he have to do with Nickelodeon? Pilkey? Yeah. They're just saying he wrote the book Captain Underpants and in a scene, Willie is dressed oh, as Captain oh, Underpants. Captain Underpants. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Gurr's bloated appearance at the end is supposed to be a reference to Jabba the Hutt uh, from the Star Wars film franchise, which he kind of does. Yeah, he yeah, look, that's what he looks like at the end. Uh, this is the last episode of the series prior to its cancellation in which one of the flashback sequences that has a flashback sequence about Mrs. Bitter's backstory. According to the DVD commentaries, there was, plan- there was plans for more, uh, but there was always they were always cut for time constraints. Mm-hmm. So this is the last one we see of those. Uh, it's a bit odd. It says here that none of the monsters in the Nightmare Realm seem to realize that Zim's an alien, despite them being in Dib's head. Um, yeah. He's got the thing around his neck, and they just assume he's the boy. Yeah. But because they're part of Dim's, Dib's being, they should know that it's Zim. Oh, okay. I mean, of course... A stretch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they are monsters. Yeah. So maybe they just look at everything like it's prey yeah maybe uh this episode did have a tvy rating which i thought was interesting mm-hmm. it's a really kind of graphic yeah i know there's nothing that i think a kid couldn't see but it could be scary i think mm, for, yeah for definitely. a kid uh so far this episode has been recalled to be one of the most disturbing episodes <laughs> of the series by many fans mainly for the monsters in the nightmare realm especially uh the scenes featuring Nightmare Bitters and how Dib returns to the real world with all his organs visible. Uh, it says that when Dib is looking around in the Nightmare World after he has just been put in his cell, the Nightmare version of Keef can be seen among the other monsters who is identical to his normal world counterpart. Uh, the creator jokingly explains in the commentary that he was already scary enough to begin with, so no alterations were necessary to make him more terrifying. Which is funny, because uh, Keith is uh, like just very dorky looking, right? Just like a, kind of a dorky kid. That's great. Um, and then finally... When Zeta asks if she can send Dib to the crazy house for boys, Miss Bitter warns her that they only get three crazy cards a month. Uh, did you catch why this wouldn't make sense? Oh, why it wouldn't make sense? Yeah. Hmm. Um, no. 
Well, <laughs> this episode takes place on Halloween, which would mean it's October 31st, which means it's the last oh. day of the month. Oh. So they might as well just use all three <laughs> crazy cards. <All> right. <laughs> this is some. This is a very angry fan going. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's uh, that's my trivia. How about some history nice. observations? Yeah, um, let's see. Did you catch what Zim and Gur were dressed up as in the opening credits? Just for a moment. No. Zim was a vampire, and Gur was a xenomorph from oh. Aliens. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just noted all the kids' Halloween costumes. Did yeah. you write I, any of these down? Yeah. Uh, I, well, I just had, like, what the costume was, okay, not yeah, by yeah, kid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a fairy, a bunny, a TV, pumpkin, a werewolf, a bug, a princess, someone with a hat that says the word howdy, a zombie-looking thing. I think the howdy was, like, a cowboy, oh, I assume. okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, kind of, someone with, like, a gas mask, kind of like yeah. a robot gas mask type thing. Uh, I said, a, I called it a box ghost. Uh, a vampire. Um. I don't know if I'm talking about the same thing as you, but uh, I wrote down Baghead for one of the kids. Probably. Like. <laughs> um, what else? Did, is there anything um, else? I don't know if you said vampire, mm-hmm. clown. Oh, I didn't see the clown. Abraham Lincoln. What? I'm he just... wasn't in the classroom. Ah. He was like approaching Zim's house as one of the uh, trick-or-treaters. Okay. Um, and uh, Dinosaur. Ah, okay. Another trick-or-treater? Yeah. Okay. Um, there were a couple posters in the classroom. Did you catch these? I saw one of them. Uh, school Rocks. <laughs> R- R-O-X. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you see the other one? No. A-OK, folks, is all I could read. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, like, it was like a speech bubble coming yeah. out of someone. Yeah. yeah. Um, the chalkboard said something on it. Yes, it said Halloween greetings, costumed fools. Nice. <laughs> um, the, oh, did you notice the crazy house motto? Yes, I yes. did. If they crack, we're on track. <laughs> <laughs> um, I loved the scene, just wanted to mention, um, where Zim runs out of the classroom and there's a kid just like looking at him. <laughs> yeah, teeth. yeah. <laughs> Like, covers him with a garbage can <laughs> real quick. <laughs> Very funny. Um, the white coats both had names, if you looked closely enough. Ooh, no. patches. That's a good stray observation. Chuck and Buck. Oh, okay. Um, there was a sign outside Dib's lab. I'm sure you noticed this. Nope. Man. <laughs> Be the brain, Professor Membrane. Hmm. Okay. Um... <laughs> The scientists are drinking a soda. Dark juice? That was a juice box in the dark world. Oh, but okay. Dirt while the scientists had dib like on the table. Oh, I must have missed the other one. What was it? Poop soda. Oh, I did see it. I did see it. Yeah, poop soda. And the vending machine says, do the poop. Yeah, and the cans just say poop. Yeah, that's great. Um, dib, did you see what... Um, floor dib was jailed on i did 13 yep mm-hmm. appropriate <laughs> floor, very good. um we got to look at a few of the other floors that exist in the crazy house for boys inside the elevator did you catch these uh-uh gym pool and tacos mm. <laughs> get me on that taco floor <laughs> whatever it takes uh there's a sign in zim's lawn 
Um, I don't know if you guys noticed it, but I heart Earth. <laughs> <laughs> well, he can't be an alien. <laughs> yeah. um, and z- did you notice what uh, kind of door Zim has on his on the outside of his house? It's no. a men's room door. No. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, cool. Um, Zim tells Gur defensive mode, and then Gur does something. I don't know. It's pretty funny. He just jumps out the window. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That rings a bell. Just a couple lines that I liked from this episode. Um, When uh, Dib is yelling at Zim, or Zim's yelling at Dib, and he says, I've had enough of your nonsense from your smelly mouth filled with corn. (laughs) Dib says, I haven't been eating corn. And Zim just screams, liar! (laughs) And then... um, let go before something horrible happens to me when Zim is oh, yeah. on the table and he yeah, says, yeah. or else. <laughs> like, he's yeah. threatening them. I thought it was a pretty funny episode overall. Yeah. Uh, it had some good laughs. Uh, anything, Kevin? You know, I was just so like distracted by trying to wrap my head around what the heck was going on <laughs> in this episode. So, um, you know, so no, nothing more for me. Okay. I did write that this is maybe the hardest show to do strap observations for because every shot has about 500 things yeah. going on. <laughs> well, I, I did kind of, every, pretty much everything you had I had, but I just like eventually quit because it was just kind of tiring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah the, the few things that I wrote down, like the camera's moving so quick, not an actual camera, um, <laughs> that like you have to pause it and go yes. back and like the angles are always so bad. Like, I don't know, it was yeah. pretty challenging to get some of that stuff, so. Yeah just didn't feel like doing it anymore. yeah the only one i had that you didn't mention was did you catch what evil mrs bitter shirt said oh it said bad right bad yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i like the, the literalness of it uh so that's that uh ratings imdb gives this episode an 8 out of 10 mm. uh tv.com gives it a 9.2 out of 10 uh so out of five Kreb stars what did you give spooktacular of spooky doom well, I broke my rule of keeping with 0.5s oh, on this one. Oh, uh, is this your first time doing that? Yeah. Interesting. So, I, well, what? Why? Well, like what? Uh, I'll you, okay. Tell. I better tell you this, yeah. Kurt. I, I gave it a 4.75 out of five. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, I just <laughs> the only thing that knocked it down at all was like the little bits of the story that I thought were like a little loose or could have been done just like. They could have just thought it out slightly more. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's Zim using the machine to, like, uh, shove open Dib's head. Yeah. Like, that didn't make sense to me. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't really matter. It's not a big deal. But it's just, like, that's how they got out of his head. Is Yeah. Um, but besides little tiny things like that, I really liked it. Um, even the stuff that was hard to follow, I felt like was kind of made it... Uh, payoff yeah and um so i thought it was like great i loved it yeah it's a very i don't know if we've ever had a 4.75 I, I think that's a first <laughs> you've just dished out so many fives that you gotta start mixing it up i guess <laughs> and i'm waiting for you to just give it a five now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no actually you know this is probably like a bad first episode for me just because of like a it's so crazy there's so much going on and b i don't really have any familiarity with Mm. any of the characters so i think if i had been watching the show 
previous to this. Like, Maybe start with like one of those like segment episodes rather than. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so for starters, like it, it did feel like it overstayed its welcome to me just a little bit. Mm. It could have been one of the half episodes, and um, it was it was good. Mm. Uh, it was fine. Um, it just since I wasn't all that familiar with the characters or the show, it just didn't do a whole lot for me. So mm. just gave it a good middle of the road rating of two point five. Okay. All right. All right. Huh? Well, <laughs> what do you think? Uh, uh, me? Yeah. Uh, I, I gave, so I hadn't seen Zim in a long time, uh, but I really had fun with it. I thought, I thought um, it did was maybe a little long, uh, but I still felt like it was moving. I was interested in trying to keep up with it. Uh, I really love the Nightmare Realm. Like inside the head was yeah. a, re- the monsters were really kind of cool looking, yeah. uh, creative. They weren't just like your typical uh, like we talked about last week on Cat Dog, like everybody's just kind of a typical like classic Halloween thing. These are like creatures yeah. that you haven't seen before. Um, so I liked it. Uh, I gave it a four point five. Um, I thought I just I, I thought it was overcomplicated. Mm. Like even like just like doing the recap, like there's just stuff in there that I think overcomplicates the episode when it would have been just interesting enough to that like. You pull Zim into Dib's head, and they have to get out. Yeah, and, and not yeah. incorporating a lot of like the like machinery of Dib's dad's lab, and <laughs> um, I so I, I thought it was really strong. Just could have been cleaned up. I, I thought, um, but very good, very good. I enjoyed it. I had a fun time watching it, and like I said, it made me laugh. That yeah, those people walking into the f- furnace. Um, I laughed out loud. I know that's like like a you know LOL, but I did. I laughed out loud at that part. That's uh, probably my favorite part. Yeah, I did find myself multiple times laughing at jokes yeah. and like surprised that yeah. I was laughing. Um, the corn breath one was another one. I, I think I laughed out loud too. Um, I you both said uh, it felt kind of long and maybe maybe the story was too complicated, but I felt like this was the opposite of cat dog last week of like the way the story is structured is just well, like this is like a tight full story whereas cat dog's just like um like you can compare anything to cat dog yes you can compare poop soda to cat dog and it's right. gonna look good i mean cat dog there's this too like cat dog will never get a 4.5 for me it won't it probably will never get a four for me i'm still um, hoping that there'll be an episode yep. that good? I, I there won't be. You should uh, just do Cat Dog Month and find that episode. I would rather, like, stop doing the podcast and do an ep- uh, episode that, that many cat dogs. Uh, anyway, so this is a very good episode. You're right in that manner that, like, Cat Dog didn't do enough. This, But to me, this episode did too much. Maybe just that, find that sweet spot of just a little less chaotic. That's, that's Well, all. that is part of the draw of the show though you know it's always kind of like that i i also just want to add that um the detail in this cartoon is just like just beyond any uh, anything else the animation isn't spectacular yeah Yeah. Yeah. it really kind of felt like a cartoon network show or like an adult swim kind of show to me I, i was surprised you know just seeing it for the first time that this was even on nickelodeon yeah um yeah not in a bad way but totally oh it's definitely i think the last cartoon of its kind to come from Nickelodeon. Yeah. Like there I think yeah. that was it. And then yes, it shifted probably to Cartoon Network. Yeah, I think this I mean this was either right when Adult Swim started or right before. Yeah. I mean it was right in those couple of years. Did it ever air on any other network? 
or always Not just that Nickelodeon? I'm aware of. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Spl- the Nick Splat maybe or yeah, whatever I don't even channel know that. Yeah, Nick. yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. Well, then uh, let's do the last thing here. Let's do. Are you afraid to name the episode? <laughs> good okay <laughs> that's, that's always a good sign uh yeah i called this one verge i called this one virtual dib sanity oh, oh that's really i good. love that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i mean a jameer choir reference is really like gets at the heart of what i love <laughs> all right oh, thank you good yeah um, mine's kind of inspired by one Jamiroquai? of... Jamiroquai? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's called Canned Heat. <laughs> um, it's kind of inspired by one of the Doug episodes you guys have talked oh. about often. I'm, I'm going with uh, Dib's Bad Trip. Oh. Ah. Different meaning in trip, obviously. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's really good. Dib's Bad cool. Trip. Cool. Uh, and I went with a little more literal of a name. I noticed that Zim sometimes has longer titles, uh, so I called this one Dib's Disturbingly Big Head. Uh, <laughs> which is which is a quote from um, Evil Bitters. She she calls his head disturbingly large. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that, that is perfectly good. sums up the episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, so three, I think three very strong yeah. options there. Good luck to you. Uh, we'll we'll post those to vote. Um, but what are we doing for our last episode of Podtober? Oh boy. Well, we're gonna end it off with one of our favorite shows are you afraid of the dark yes, yeah. but we're talking the bottom five characters <laughs> so <laughs> so we continue to bash our, yeah. <laughs> our, one of our favorite shows yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been a challenge yes uh, yeah. but it's the inverse of last year right so yes. last year was all favorites yeah. what we loved about are you afraid of the dark this year you know we take the go with the bad yeah <laughs> uh, we're gonna be calling uh, a couple are you afraid of the dark experts? I dare say, <laughs> um, they have their own uh, podcast, and so uh, we're gonna get their thoughts as they also like to rag on Are You Afraid of the Dark. <laughs> um, we'll get their thoughts to wrap up Podtober before we launch into uh, November and back to non-spooky back stuff. To the real world. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Twitter at BOC Podcast. We're on. Um, Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. You can hear us on Podbean. You can hear us on iTunes. You can leave a review. That's really helpful and nice. Uh, and uh, Kevin? Thanks for having me back. Yeah. I hope you enjoy your last remaining days. Uh, do you know what your kids are dressing up as this year? Um, well, you know, I mentioned uh, Charlie Brown. Oh, Charlie for, Brown, right. For my, my, young, my young guy. Um, yeah, Penny's. Uh, she's always a kind of a game time decision. So, wow. Yeah. She's she, right down I- to the wire. Yeah. She's got a lot of ideas. So. Well, you'll have to get back to us. Yeah. Uh, in two days. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, uh, we'll see you guys next time.
W-A-R-T, Ward Radio.